This is the EPLOG audio experience. In this cross-pollinated episode between the artists and the SOS show, we have actor Abbas Ali, who was the face of late 90s and early 2000s cinema in Tamil and Telugu, having worked with the likes of Kamala Sansar and Rajiv Menon and also with actors like Tabu and Ashwarya Rai. In this artist and mental health series, we discuss some of the potent questions on what makes an actor and most importantly, how to keep your mental health at the optimum when nothing is working out. Abbas had such an open mind and open heart in letting himself be known in becoming vulnerable and coming from a place of acceptance. I thoroughly enjoyed doing this episode and I hope you enjoy listening it too. Hi Abbas, welcome to a podcast. So lovely to have you. Been such a big fan of yours and you were a heartthrob in your in our 2000s and late 90s. So wow, to be here and chatting with you is uh, such a pleasure. Thank you Sujita. Good to be here and happy to be here. Thank you. You suddenly appeared and you suddenly disappeared <laughs> and uh, it was like wow, you know. I mean, we were such a big fan of yours and I wouldn't want to sort of cut short this conversation because that's your journey and that's a journey that I would like to share with the audience. But just to begin to have our new audience have a insight on you. You are from a filmy family and you have worked with actors like Tabu and Ashwarya Rai and you've got directed by Kamal Hassan Sir and Rajiv Menon. That was like 2000 How many films did you act in? There were quite a lot of films in Tamil Telugu. Um yeah, I mean I I do come from a filmy background. My my grandfather from my mother's side uh used to act in Bengali films. His name was Farooq Mirza. So he's done films like Neel Darpan in Bengali and all that stuff and father's side we have some connection uh, with the likes of the Uh, the Khans, the Feroz Khans, Sanjay Khan, they are related to my dad, second cousins mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But I wanted to make it up on my own steam. And so I said, let me try my hands down south when I, the opportunity came. So that was that part. But yeah, in I have acted with uh, quite a few of my um, p- people in the industry, the likes of Tabu, a very dear friend, and then Ash. Um, with Kamal mm-hmm. sir and uh, Rajiv Menon. The thing is, I just kind of uh, took off, not really knowing what, where my journey was. And uh, I was just um, soul searching and wanting uh, wow. to know what else would I be good at uh, besides just would I be only known as an actor or is there any more other skills that I hone, uh, you know, before I mm-hmm. put my boots up. So that was a question which lingered and I kept being, I like to be unpredictable and I was a bit unpredictable to my own self. Yeah. Mm, lovely. So did you sort of train as an actor, Abbas? What was it that sort of attracted you to this highly competitive and cutthroat industry? I was a good liar. <laughs> a very interesting one. <laughs> and I used to convince and have all these, um, especially in school PTAs, I would take my um, uh, domestic help my maid and uh, make her wear a burqa and I was like, take her my mom who didn't know a, 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 a word of English and the teacher would be blabbering out there. Mm. So I'm safe because I knew it's a one-sided thing. When I got caught with uh, mm. having to call my mom, 
So I used to, there was a lot of uh, work done behind that, telling my mother the, uh, the my teacher is um, a spinster. And, you know, back in the days, you could say anywhere, anything and get away with it compared to today. But I'm just quoting back then the mentality of the of the teenage boy then, saying that she's a spinster and she didn't like boys and she was very strict with us. And I cut to, I go to the teacher and say, my mom's had an open heart surgery, so I wouldn't want her to be given any kind of stress. If anything happens, then you will be responsible. So they're both sitting across the table uh, and, you know, there's just spin drop silence. And then I take the lead and say, so is that over? And they said, yeah, okay. And so my mom said, what What was that? I said, yeah, she's, she's a bit, you know, she's like that. So those are the things I did. And I, when the opportunity of acting came, I said, okay, now I'm going to get paid to, you know, be convincing on screen so that's how <laughs> the journey came about wow wow and uh, during this journey of you starting if i'm not wrong uh, in 1996 and you suddenly sort of shot to fame mm-hmm. and uh, and then you continued your journey if i'm not wrong till 2005 2006 and also very recently till 2015 as i was uh, seeing the wikipedia page yeah, I mean, I've been on and off because I never wanted to be. It was just the initial years of my career that I was chock-a-block. And I, that kind of uh, mm. took a toll on me, not knowing where mm. I was shooting and round the clock. So I said, no, nah, I'm just going to work six months mm. a year. And uh, mm. either it would be a continuous six months or it would be in, in patches. Uh, that depended on the mm. scripts and how it came about. Uh, mm. But I was never... I never... F- charted a career as such you know i was like just going enjoying because i grew up watching uh mm. multi-stars like um uh, akbar anthony i grew up watching mahan uh, naseeb so these kind of impacted me and seeing you know a multi-star cast and i enjoyed that as as an audience so i said i would like to be have my audience have that. That's why I went about working with kind of everybody in the industry, my seniors uh, to whoever and doing all kinds of shades uh, of stuff. But I mean, up till 2014, I would say would be my last uh, stuff, uh, last movie that I did uh, a film on Ramanujan, uh, the making, uh, the biopic on that, which is in Tamil and English. And then I did a few uh, here and this, but I think that was predominantly the main stuff. And then I kind of, I just, um, just stopped signing in from 2013, 2014. I stopped signing any projects and I just wanted to take off. So, mm-hmm. You stopped signing projects from 2013, 2014. Tell me this. I read this. The reason I sort of connected with you and I said, oh my God, where is he? You know, uh, I connected, I read about you and I, I heard about... Uh, you being affected in terms of perhaps the a burnout or maybe it could be something that the kind of work that you wanted in terms of the characters stopped coming your way and it was taking a toll on your uh, health, your mental health. How true is that? I think both of it, what you mentioned, uh, because one, the burnout, uh, I mean, you know, the same stereotype kind of stuff going out about doing your work and then going to those socialite uh, social uh, gatherings and there was nothing new to learn and i was always craving to learn something new plus um the other the the other question that you mentioned also besides the burnout that the projects coming my way were not interesting so i said to myself if i as an actor am finding my craft boring the audience watching it would be highly bored 
and I'm not doing justice. So if I'm not a hundred percent in it, then I should step away and let someone better come in and utilize that mm. space. So, and mm. I kept asking myself, like, you know, what is it that I want to do and what else can I do? And so, you know, I was going through that kind of a phase and I was very, I'm, I'm my own critique. I mean, I've, I've been very critical about myself. Even sometimes I've had a premiere show and I've uh, watched a movie, um, a preview show. And I've told, I've invited everybody. And I've, I've had a viewing of this uh, stuff a day before I tell the guy, sorry, I called in and waste your time. But, you know, feel free if you don't want to lie. I don't, if you want to leave in the first 15 minutes, it's cool. I won't mind. I won't be offended because it's crap. And I was that brutally honest. And some mm. people used to like, <laughs> you've, got, you've got to kind of tone, tone it down. I said, nah, I, this is who I am. I need to be authentic to myself. And I've retained and maintained that. Mm, lovely. That's lovely. You wanted to be authentic to yourself. Something that uh, every one of us being in the industry should ask ourselves. Are we being authentic to ourselves? Uh, not just as actors, as writers, directors, all kinds of talents that is in the ecosystem. Tell me, Abbas, what was the most challenging part for you as an actor while you were, you know, working uh, and happy with the kind of work was coming your way? Still, there must be a lot of challenges around that time. I mean, overnight from a normal person becoming a, a celebrity, that was challenging because mm. I fought very mm. hard to keep my core essence of me, the normal person and not get affected mm. uh, by it. But when you tend to go on that route, you know, somewhere down the line, you're not groomed, you're not uh, mentored in this path, which I wasn't, uh, like some some yeah. of them are. So sometimes I would get arrogant, sometimes I would have an attitude, sometimes I would like, but I would every day fight my ego, knowingly, unknowingly, because I felt this was artificial, and artificial stuff never sat well with me. It would show on my face. And uh, mm. I would always come back to reality if I had a high-handed attitude to my schoolmates, my classmates, who would put me in my mm. place because they knew who I was. And uh, <laughs> that was my that was my kind of uh, trying to be grounded. So that was a space I would always come mm. back when I felt, dude, you're just you know you're just acting a bit too snooty and too this and that. I would come to a reality check and then again go back. Mm. So mm. lovely, lovely. So that thing that came with stardom mm. was that you were not mentored how to handle it at that point. It was, it was tough. It's, it's, it's another, another, it's a, it's a dichotomy. It's another end altogether, you know, where you have reached a stardom and then you are not able to sort of, you need to be mentored as an actor, how to sort of not just handle stardom, but also handle failures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you feel that severely. You hard. need to do yeah. that. You need, you need, because you're in the public space, you need to handle mm. how to be in the public domain and not, not show that real self of you, but, you know, I, I kind of had conflicts with a lot of things in terms of why can't people just mm. see me for who I am? You know, I mean, they do like mm. my work. I remember because in in the South, you have huge fan followings and you have fan associations. So I remember yes. one time that there used to be these people who used to come to my house and, you know, they're saying, we are from this district and we are a fan association. They would show photographs of what they've done in that place and and they would come here and say, we want the tickets for this movies and uh, we'll put a big cutout and all that stuff. So, you know, I said, okay, fine. So I thought maybe that's the normal norms. But then when I started seeing what's happening, I told these guys, I said, why are you all wasting your prime youth on me? I said, you all need to educate yourselves 
and not waste your time. I said, see, I appreciate you being my fans, but I'm not going to be funding this association stuff and having fan clubs. Uh, if I have a bad film to go and fill up the theaters with it, I said, no. I said, this is your prime time. Educate yourself. You know, as a fan, if you like my movie, give a clap, go back and have a repeat audience. Or if you don't like it, you can do your choices of words and leave the theater. So, uh, you know, that was my attitude towards my my fans having an association. I never was for that. But that was a very big thing uh, when in the South, when you're, when you're working in the South uh, region movies. And I, and I said, like, see, I'm not, I'm not boycotting anyone but this is who i am i don't want to see and i don't have that guilt or burden of me carrying that so that was my decision until today i never had a fan association i just said like you know you're most welcome to be my fan but i will not be playing the the the, the norms that is request required another challenging moment i had is when i had my failure in the industry uh you know suddenly went from skyrocketing up and the high life and all that stuff and working and I had all those uh, the entourage that used to be there from Norway. Suddenly, they wanted to be my best friends. And I said, okay, they're nice people. They want to hang out with me. They think I'm cool or whatever stuff. And then suddenly all vanish mm-hmm. when I hit the rock bottom. Eight months sitting at home and saying, okay, someone's going to come and sign me up. And then the ego was getting the better of me. And um, I said, nah, there's no food on the table. I've got kids. I've got a kid and I've got to make sure that the staff gets paid. I've got to put food on the table. Swallowed my ego and my pride and I went out uh, to a few producers who I knew. Um, and in fact, one producer who had signed me up and I was doing a film and, uh, uh, and I told him in the first schedule that this film is not going to do well. It's better you stop it and save that money and we will work on another project. But he... Uh, he said, I mean, in his head, he must have thought he's too young to, you know, understand the industry and say what he's saying. And the, sure, sure enough, that film bombed like disastrously. But I had a good rapper and maybe that goodwill with him because I was honest to him. When I went to him, I said, I'm, I'm out of work eight months and I've got no money and I need, I need some work. You know, I was not like there were some places where people would go and just talk to uh, producers and directors and not show the real side of the life, but just get them to sign you up. And then you've got the money to keep going. But I put my vulnerability out there and saying, I need work. I'm, 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 mm. I'm broke. And so the guy said, yeah, yeah, okay, I will see what we can do. And I had to start again um, from scratch as a, as a guest appearance, as a small character with a song and you know, I had I had a little bit of uh, for me. I would say uh, at that time I used to think walk of shame. Uh, you know, by being there, and then you know, as as a society, you kind of judge these things. But today, in Too much, in today yeah. in retrospect, I I would think that was my uh, my strengthening period because I was walking, wow. thinking that these people are looking down on me as a big actor. He's come down to a guest, but then it I think that made me strong as I had to put the food on my table, nobody else could do that. So that gave me the, the willpower and the strength to do it. And that was a tough uh, walk from the starting of the corridor of that studio till my makeup room and having all those prying eyes on me and like, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Then once I went to the room mm. and then I shut it off, I switched off that button. I said, I don't want to think about what people are thinking. I want to start thinking about mm. what I want to do and what I so yes. you know, those kind of it was a metamorph it was kind of a transformation in a subtle way but not very impactful back then but that was a start i would say 
Lovely, lovely, lovely. Wow. Wow. What great lessons and what inspiring the way you've just put it, Abbas. It's so inspiring. It was a period of strengthening. Also, how to be vulnerable and how to face when you're going down, uh, how to face life and how to face people. It, it's challenging and that's actually made you in sitting here right here today because of that phase of your life and actually not the phase that had passed before yeah. that. Uh, this was your strengthening phase Tell me, Abbas, so many things here as I sort of, uh, you know, uh, walk down uh, what could have possibly happened during that phase of strengthening yourself. What, how, how do you think you trained yourself to strengthen yourself? Did you sort of, you know, look at things like meditation? Who was your support system? Uh, who were the friends that you actually talked to? Because then you realize who are your real friends, you know, whom you can actually reach out. And did you reach out or you thought that, no, no one is going to understand me? Uh, no, I mean, I had my, I had my close core friends from school, which we are still, hmm. th- still today, like really core and close. And, um, you know, we've, we've been there for each other. So I never really took hmm. that as, as at that time, you know, I was not very well, I was not really matured and smart enough in understanding the life lessons. Yes. I was newly married at the age of 21, 22 and had a, I was a young dad. Mm. So there's too much on my plate to understand and handle each thing. So I took, uh, you know, I said, okay, I've got work now. There's some money coming in. So that kind of diffused a little bit. Uh, but I said, okay, what next? And uh, so I would bounce off ideas with my friends and they would be going through their tough period and I would, then my, my problem would look very little. So I started looking at um, getting strengths by, you know, being able to help the less fortunate. And that gave me mm. a uh, view that my worries, at least I have a roof on my head. I have somehow some three square meals. and uh, But there are people out there who are less fortunate. And that was what gave me the strength uh, to overlook my uh, problems and move forward. So I've hmm. I've uh, I've had few friends in the industry uh, who've always been there until today are there. So the, from the cinema hmm. side, they would always keep giving me um, their viewpoint. You, some of them have been um, uh, acting from much earlier uh, and hmm. had had uh, you know um, hung up their boots. And so I used to enjoy learning from the older generation. I used to hang out with them and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, for life side uh, strengthening unknowingly it was my friends some of them had their issues some of them were trying to make their life and um, you know and i was seeing where i could help in whatever way you know because we were we were strong friends and very close and uh, i saw that somebody had talent and uh, financially he was not able to like you know uh, get the thing so i just i just bought him a computer and i said you know uh, I'm not giving you a handout. I'm just buying you a computer because I know you've got talent and, uh, you know, go make your journey. And, uh, and I said, when, you know, once you've sorted out all your financial issues and I said, this is not like a loan yeah. uh, as such, this is just like pay yeah. it forward. You know, if you find somebody in life who's, who's going through things yes. and you can, you can self realize the situation, then you're aware of your surroundings, just reach out. And 10 years later, he's done well, everything. And I've been again in a rock bottom situation and wondering what to do, no money because of the way I handled my career and being mm. being laid back. And I was not very serious. 
I was in a financial crunch and he comes at a right time and I have no money to pay my EMI and he says, hey, listen, you remember you paid me a, a thing for my computer back then and you're the last person I'm paying, mm. but this is it. And so I said, karma was such a, it was a beautiful cycle and, yes. you know, fulfilling. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, so that's how my life has been. Like, you know, I've just seen things around me, been aware yeah. and uh, I mm. did not want to have the word regret any uh, any kind of regret in my head like if i'm driving a car and my eyes fall on a person on the road who i could i could sense is you know he's he's troubled either i can just walk up to him and just put a tap pat his uh, back and say are you all right you know and just smile at him and maybe he might smile he or she might smile or uh, you know maybe i can i can be of some other help it doesn't have to be monetary it can just be there you know and that i said i don't want to just think of that and keep driving and that thought bugging me so i would always make sure i i pull the brakes or if i've gone ahead take a u u turn come back and um, hit that situation there address that situation there and then move from there yeah yeah during this phase of bus do you think while you were uh, not there but you were actually down there and you were strengthening you were getting you were pulling all your strengths to move forward during that phase was what were a couple of lessons that you think you would like to share in terms of what is it that we need to understand and i'm sure you're you were pulling your strength you must be you know in your phases of perhaps moving in depression trying to figure out did you feel depressive at that phase no i never felt depressed i was always a happy go lucky person mm. it was i would say it was a frustration of not being understood frustration you know, mm. that that i would say that would be frustration i've never i was never uh, depressed during that phase it was just frustration and mm. Uh, um, mm. yeah that would that would be the word i would use uh, in that phase mm. and not being understood mm. um mm. but I mean you know I I did not do it knowingly uh the strengthening part of getting myself equipped but I just kept telling myself that this too shall pass whenever I came across a hurdle and um mm. you know there was there was some story I had heard uh from someone I'm, it, it was it was of a, a famous writer I'm not sure if it was Enid Blyton or it was who it was but uh I have to check I was told by somebody and they said that he at a young age the, the writer um was fed up with life and wanted to end his life and his father just happened to open the door at that time and um uh, yeah. he sees his son has got a poison bottle out there and uh who is wanting to mm, take it and uh, it's just uh, sitting there yeah. so he says uh, so he looks and observes the father sees all that and says uh, so how was your day uh, i don't know i mean you've already thought of what you're going to do um you know to with what the the day yeah. has ended on you but he says you know you don't know what tomorrow's sunrise can bring it might be a new ray of hope so but you mm. wouldn't know because you're not giving it a chance and he says that and says Lovely. i wish you you I, i wish you well and i think you'll do whatever you do for the best and he closes the door as a father and that that story and that uh that that moment stayed with me forever and i kept saying like you know i will take the the road less traveled the path less traveled because i don't want to be like the rest of the norms i want to be somebody where 
when I'm gone down in the grave that, you know, after my death, no. I want to say, hey, this bloke was decent, man. You know, he did something good. And that's what I want because I want to leave that. That's the legacy I want to leave uh, as a good human being, you know. And, you know, yeah. because even yeah. I was fighting, even in, on terms of uh, my religion, um, uh, being a Muslim and come from a very orthodox Muslim family. I, and we, we are very culturally centric and all that stuff. So I kept trashing out all the culture stuff from back then. And I used to always think like, hey, you know, in, in our books, we've got 1,24,000, they say paramburs, it's messengers. So I said, I, I, I only see mm. only so many of them. Then I said, as a kid from a very young age, I said, maybe, maybe Rama, Shiva, Sita, every, these are all messengers of God. Because if you take the Vedas, yeah. you take Christianity, you take anything, they all say have the same platform, the same foundation. This is the other convenient things in each one's religion. We all have made it convenient for ourselves. Uh, but the basics are same. And it's all about mankind. It's not about it's for Hindus, Muslims, Christians, Sikhs. It's about yes. mankind. And I said, yeah. maybe we are all connected. True. And then today I say to my kids, you're happy using Android? You're happy using Apple, just the Apple phone or <laughs> Apple, uh, why do you, I, I tell them, yeah. why do you go to the latest version of an Apple 14 or 15? You should be content with uh, yeah. Apple 3 or Apple 6. But you do that, why mm -hmm. don't you make yourself also a better version? You know? <laughs> yeah. You can True. be satisfied and content True. where you are in uh, whichever thing. So there's nothing wrong in following anything, but be a good human being. Because if you are a good human being, then you are following whatever faith you believe in. That was my struggle mm. at that time in my head and it was difficult to explain to my parents. So I was struggling with that mm. aspect. I was struggling trying to find the simplicity of the religion of what it actually wants to tell you. And, you know, over time I said, I just mm. want to learn the way my prophet or his family handles tough situations. What did they do? There was a lady who used to keep throwing kachra on uh, 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 on the prophet, the road he used to walk and go. And then one day he did not find the kachra falling. So he went and checked and inquired and she was not well. So he went and, you know, prayed for her. So these kind of things mm. impacted me and said, wow, who can do that? You know, you would, I would lose my head and I would go straight and box the person and abuse them and all that. <laughs> so I kept yeah. trying to fight my egos at every stage where I, I was a very short tempered mm. person. I would try to make small little efforts to tone it down. You know, I was never successful. I would land up being the rest of the people getting into the fight or whatever stuff, if I'm driving a car and someone uh, doesn't drive uh, properly in front of me and tries to cut me. So those kind of things. So my, my, my whole process at that time was trying to, little by little, uh, whenever I realized something about me and I was critical, I said, okay, let's try and change this. Let's try and tweak this. But in, it was in a very small uh, steps. The big part happened when I left the distraction uh, the, and the country and I moved to a place where nobody, people knew me, but they, I was totally at myself to be a normal person. And that's when I really spent time with myself and things happened. Mm, spending time with yourself. But before that, just catching on your point, Abbas, when you mentioned that your friend was going through this phase and it's mostly that lot of people and I would say not just in the industry uh, they want to take the route where 
they feel that it just happened very recently with one of the very popular art directors nathan desai so you know suddenly sort of ended his life it made a huge news because i mean you would not expect that you know because we view people in real life people who are who we look up to or people who have consistently sort of done such big films uh, to be vulnerable and to be able to take a step like that because that's the perception of the society but we do not we did not know what he would be going through a phase where which is a tough phase a phase that could actually strengthen you if you are going to use it right or it will make you very weak if you do not use it yeah, right yeah. what are your point of view in terms to in terms of people who are actually going through that phase and what is it that industry needs to come together to do and support in these kind of cases okay the first thing i would say is you know that story i mentioned to you about that the next day is sunshine that is my yeah. whenever i'm i'm at a crossroads and i come to a point where like mm. i've had a bad day bad life or up till then it's it's been chaotic and i've done everything i always use that story because i said if i don't give tomorrow a chance simplify it bombay traffic is crazy you know and you're like always frustrated like you know ah oh, and you're getting but you don't know the next turn you take a left or a right the road's going to be empty and you can really sail through but you've not given that turn a yes. chance so i always say like i yeah. want to give that a chance because if i want to assume Lovely. i don't want to assume on people and i don't want to expect from people but i want to assume that the next road i'm going to turn would be great or if not okay there must be another better road waiting there so i i push myself with that thought what lovely for me the most cowardly act is running away from from your problems and and ending your life that is the most cowardly act in my opinion for me uh, and i think that's that's the easy way out you know you've 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 ended yourself but you've given misery to the people who've loved you out here and you're leaving them with yeah. uh, heartaches uh, not knowing what they're going to go through um, i mean nothing is easy neither is your uh, beat the profession or beat even you know maintaining and having a marriage uh, for x number of years with the same person everything yeah. is is like basically you're a teacher and a student at the same time yes and you 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 you're dabbling between those two things in every life be it with your parents mm. or be it with your wife uh, or with your kids you know sometimes i'm with the kids i'm a student sometimes i'm a teacher with them so i'm open i've kept a very open mind uh, track in that sense mm. uh, to help each other with situation so depending on the situation i will put myself as a father or a friend to them a Lovely. husband or a friend to them yeah. and um, my wife is my biggest strength uh, she's helped me and she stood by me no matter what um, but whether industry comes uh, i mean with the recent in- incident of uh, um, you know nitin desai sir uh, i think i have adapted one thing mm. where because of society of the pressure of what car you drive how many crores does your bungalow cost what is the yes. interiors that you put in yes uh, i have i have not felt embarrassed mm. to say that i went bankrupt four times i have gone and worked in a petrol bank in new zealand mm. uh, i have gone and done construction in new zealand uh, and uh, 
you know, and then I get, uh, then people say, oh, your market went down, you've done a Harpy cat. I said, listen, dude, I'm not asking you to have some area, some kind of a drink which is harmful. I'm telling it's good for the, Good, uh, it's good for cleaning the germs and being more hygienic in your toilet. So if you don't want to, that's your uh, that's your stuff. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah. I've been proud mm. to uh, be a brand, brand ambassador for Harpic for eight years. And, yeah. Uh, it also helped me run my kitchen for some time when I had no work. So I was yeah. doing a decent job. And, uh, you know, I never understood why we as Indians cannot uh, respect and have dignity of labor across. Yes. We have that hierarchy of up and down. Yes. Uh, that's something which has never settled well with me out here. And I always yeah. believe in, you know, giving respect and taking respect. You can't, yeah. you can't command and say, I want you to give respect. You have to earn it. So, you yeah. know, and you can earn it, only earn it if, you're, if you genuinely respect the person across. Yeah. And uh, I think the big, the big artificial bubble, which is going to burst someday soon. Yeah. Uh, it is bur- bur- bursting in small little pockets. Uh, yes. And that's the reason I left the industry because I said I will not change myself to get into that norms. Maybe I'm maybe the, maybe certain part of the industry is not ready for me or the certain part of press is not ready for me because I will say like it is. I will not mince my words. I don't know diplomacy. Yeah. That's, that's my uh, thing. Whether it's good or bad, I'm stuck with it. So I said, and now I've come down. People are responding to being realistic and addressing the realistic issues that we deal than just yeah. being entertained for that much time. Because if I am being a person looked up to, then I have to make sure that I can give an example to people who I don't know personally also looking up to me. So I don't yeah. falter because I might unknowingly be able to help someone lift themselves up in their life and change their life. I may not ever meet that person, but I keep that thought. What if somebody is following me and I don't even know that person? maybe they they like something about me so i can't i always keep a very high standard for myself and uh, you know try to make sure i reach that standard in being a good yeah. human being not yeah. in the materialistic part yeah because that's the benchmark Lovely. i want to reach and be the best version of a bass point 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 like how yes. the iPhones keep going i want yeah. to keep tweaking my version and keep bet- getting better industry yeah. can be a bit more vocal yeah. Yeah. When when they have the platform to educate the huge masses that follow us and look up to the media, you know, in their own respective ways, a lot of actor actors are doing that individually, independently, and some uh, channels also are doing. But you know, if agar mutti saath ek ek mutti ho jati na, it's it's a much more mm. stronger punch than yes a push. Yes. You know, so I guess time will get people to be aware, and I guess each one, if they awake in mm. the journey that they're going, then yeah. things may fall. Mm. Uh, but I, I I mean, I would love the industry to see where, where you have shows uh, like Farooq, uh, like Farooq Sheikh used to do a show where he used to get yes. an artist and have people from his their walks of life. I used yes. to really love those kind of shows because it kind of gave a, a feel to what the person actually was, you know? And yes. You've grown up loving and emulating that person as an actor, but you also get to see the, the vulnerable side of that person. Yes. And vulnerability is strength. Yes. Vulnerability is strength, I feel, because yeah. if you throw your fears down there in the open, yeah. nobody's got ammunition to fire against you. The yes. more you hold it closer to your chest, you're giving ammunition for people to fire and keep, keep pressing those buttons and, uh, you know, Putting you in a uh, in a very uncomfortable situation, 
get out of the uncomfortable get out i mean if you're comfortable get out of the comfortable situation it's it's amazing it's amazing yes yes lovely lovely wow vulnerability strength such an important line tell me abbas what is it that attracts people to this bubble wanting to be actors not knowing the realistic situations or not being able to analyze that it is not a cake walk it's very tough and also it is that you can be up and you can be down the next day what are your thoughts and what is it that you would like to tell them i mean see uh, the what attracts in your life you would want an attention if you have a partner or if you have a boyfriend or if you're married you want attention from the spouse if you have friends you want to be have some attention when you're in the group for you to be heard everybody yeah. wants attention in life so if a person is seeking an attention because he or she thinks they've got a lot to give and uh, to entertain it could be you know he might be in his village or he might be in his area the most comical person that you know he entertains and people say yaar tu mast hai yaar tu zabardast hai tu hame hazate rehta hai and all that stuff so maybe that thought would have gone into that person said maybe i can try there i can entertain more bigger audiences mm. so you never really know what what stimulates a person to come into this beautiful industry of ours mm. uh, which is a beautiful industry it teaches mm. you a lot of life lessons your public of, yes. lessons yes it also has its down downhills mm. uh, you know uh, but but i guess uh, there's a lot more positivity there's a lot more goodness in the industry mm. as an actor i love mm. my industry because of the creativity and i could vent out my be it my frustration be it my whatever negative energy through my medium of cinema mm. but a normal person can't just suddenly scream in his house and say domestic violence you know if he wants to went out whatever stuff just by just standing yeah. and screaming like you've got in the jo- in the park you have people laughing if someone mm. just has a group of just people screaming they'll mm. say yaar call the mental hospital or call the cops and get them uh, arrested we uh, you know so i guess it's it's just them trying the luck and there's no harm in everybody coming and trying the luck but because they don't want to have a regret it's not that you can keep a time frame yeah you know you can keep a time, time frame, frame yes main 3 saal 4 saal try karunga this is mm. what the capability because i have also got certain realistic responsibilities uh yeah. to fulfill if it doesn't if i don't make it in that time then i'll i'm going to go on to a different track mm. uh, and uh, this this lesson i've learned from an ant a black kali wow. chutti mm. if you see an ant going on a straight as a route and you yeah. put a obstacle you put a you put a, a finger or anything you'll mm. find the ant will just keep you know hitting that uh point it never yes. goes back it will find a way to go around it or yes. over it so what that taught me was if you're approaching a pro- problem and you've got a preconceived notion for that problem but that problem is not the solution doesn't come through that notion try a different approach try a different approach you know keep trying keep trying different approaches till um, till you succeed to reaching your goal mm-hmm. and an ant has taught me that yeah yes so, yes you know you can keep a time frame yeah and say okay i'll try if not this my plan b is to be a civil engineer or to be an it person or to be a musician but you know have that diversity of things that it's one life why don't you want to be a singer why don't you want to be a a a, a pianist or or a, yeah. or an actor or a i mean i've done i've been an actor i've gone and become a an apprentice mechanic which i never knew i used to only give my motorcycle for servicing didn't know jack shit about 
um, what to do with a motorcycle, I said I want to learn, but I didn't want to go the the educational academic way of learning because I'm more of a hands-on mm. person. Yeah. I went, did a sales pitch to the guy and said, you need a helping hand in your uh, workshop because I was paying Lovely. them my service for the bike. And he says, uh, mm. yeah, but I won't pay you. I said, yeah, fine. So he <laughs> said, you're an Indian and you don't want money. I said, yeah, I don't want money. Uh. Within one week, he saw my work ethics. By the next month, he put me on the payroll. I got to learn skills of handling super bikes, Harleys and all the kinds of stuff, which I wouldn't under society pressure in India. I mm. worked in a petrol bunk and I said, I've not done this. Chalo, Kalkadin Shayad, I might get a role of playing a petrol bunk guy. Let me do a real method acting, real life, may I'll know what it is. Mm. I went with that attitude. Then I said, Agar New Zealand mein kuch kaam nahi milega, I know how to drive. Let me pick up an Uber license and keep it just in case. You know? Mm, so I, I fought with my ego, uh, thrashing it two months before I left New Zealand to get the actor and the ego out of me. Mm. To, be open to life mm. and you know play around in the playground and lovely lovely wow wow so many lessons have passed from you to be able to be open to life uh, keep your mindset positive and vulnerability strength and always keep upgrading yourself become a higher version wow wow tell My me tell me about <laughs> yes tell me t- <laughs> yeah imagine that <laughs> backbenchers correct tell me boss if you had to go back and change one thing or maybe a few things what those things would be nothing i don't regret anything wow awesome because i always believe that i don't have a regret i mean yeah okay one thing i would say is i would have maybe pushed myself harder to uh educate myself and finished my college in academics mm. uh because though i believe in life you need to have a, a positive attitude and you know that's what matters uh, but i would say yes that education i would have i would have pushed myself only towards my university side in in uh, completing all those things um because the best life of mine uh, my my best life was my school life so that is the only thing i would Uh, do but now also i'm planning to go back into university just to go and have fun and party and all the frat parties and get thrown out <laughs> that, that, that part i missed in college days so i said i'm going to do that <laughs> <laughs> lovely how lovely so great to chat with you abbas know your mindset is everything and seeing the positive in whatever happens in life is so inspiring so inspiring thank you i'm, I'm so glad you know you could take our time be, be on the podcast and the audience is going to see the real abbas and get to know you a bit more thank you so appreciate this thank you suchita it was lovely uh having uh, and been out here and being invited by you thank you and i keep doing the wonderful work i've seen a little bit of your uh the work that you're doing and uh, i'm also trying to advocate for men's mental health uh through yes. my cinema if i'm having my second innings uh because we don't have many takers on that and i'm yes. trying to do something uh from the grassroots levels of teenage kids as well as uh, in new zealand and india so hopefully we'll bump into each other more often and uh, yes that would be lovely that's be lovely abbas absolutely in fact i'm going to be having a guest on men and mental health if you have somebody interesting you can definitely sort of you know recommend if you have someone who you know who's designing an app or something because yeah men's mental health is very important you know so yeah that should not be ignored yes i think definitely. it's also important in life we men not to shy away from taking help from counselors Yes. Uh, I had one counselor in Bombay who helped me change my life and made me see the picture clear cut 
and I didn't like it. I'm saying off recently oh. also when I went through a mm. little bit of a medical phase of uh, thing, and mm. I owe I owe that lady a lot, a lot for helping me break away from that little bit of whatever thing was holding me back also, and just breaking the shackles and come out and be my the most authentic self I can be. Is I say thanks to that counselor. She's such a hybrid counselor in Bombay, and I found her sitting in New Zealand. And um, I think I think men uh, shy away from that many a time. No, yes. Why should I listen? Why should I listen to a counselor? I don't think I don't need one, and especially a lady. All that all that bullshit. I think yeah. uh, you know you have to just if you're getting help from anywhere, go and take it and uh, make your life, make your journey. Wow, so many learnings from this episode, but most importantly, acceptance, vulnerability. It's okay to be vulnerable. Vulnerability is strength. It's okay to put yourself out there when nothing is working. What is your mindset? How are you seeing things when shit hits the ceiling? Who are your support systems? That's it folks. I I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and learning from it. Do not forget to follow us on our Insta handles, the social board, the dot artist podcast, and of course you can find me on LinkedIn.